Hello and welcome to the Hey Mama podcast. Supporting women to make empowering, soul-centered and heart-driven decisions in motherhood. Going back to basics, changing our stories and trusting ourselves. I'm Emily. And I'm Annabelle. Hey Mama! Welcome to today's episode. Today we are joined by a really special guest. We've got Mel here from Pure Placentas and we are so excited to have her here and talk to us about placentas and just everything about placentas, about encapsulation and, and how all that happens. And it's going to be hopefully a really informative informative episode for you all and you'll learn lots from it. So welcome Mel. Welcome. Hi guys. Great to be here. <laughs> Would that Start by just telling us about you and who you yes. are, and your family, what you do. Yeah, sure. Um, so I guess my story began uh, as a midwife, actually. Um, God, many years ago now. I'm trying to think how many years it's been since I've actually been a qualified midwife. Quite a few, probably too many to count. Um, so I started out as a curious young midwife um, working in the hospital systems and particularly in one of the top tertiary hospitals in WA. And I think I was always called to work with women and babies. And I found that for me, that just really held a very special place in my heart. And being able to see beautiful families making that transition into parenthood every day was just, it was an absolute blessing. Um, But I think I also found down my journey that perhaps I didn't mesh so well with that hospital system, which I think a lot of midwives these days do find is quite common. Um, So I did, I did my time and I, you know, learned all the things I needed to do, learned about all the high risk and the low risk and everything in between. Um, And I was on the border of potentially becoming either a private midwife or doing community-based births. And then I came across um, placenta encapsulation and it was just something that that actually clicked with me. And I thought, hang on a minute, this really, really interests me and I, I need to do some more research into it. So after doing probably almost a year of research into Uh, the process and, you know, where it's come from and all the research around it, I actually started to quietly venture off and build my little business, uh, which I have now been running for five years. And um, it just kind of went from strength to strength. And it was originally just going to be the little little side mum hustle that, Mm. you know, really sparked my interest and made me feel amazing and was like, that was really my point of difference to be able to really help women. And now it's just my whole life is placentas. <laughs> um, so, you know, we'll be, we'll be out to dinner with friends and, you know, the word placenta comes up more often than you would think. So <laughs> it's, it's definitely quite an interesting one. Um, but, yes, I've in that time I've also had one of my own bubbers. Um, so Layla's nearly two now and I'm actually pregnant with number two at the moment. Um, and so she's due Yay. in October. Yay, I know. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of where I started. Um, Mm. But, yeah, it's taken a complete 360 from where I thought I would be and what I thought I would be doing. Mm. Um, So I don't Mm. really work in the hospital system at all anymore, which I guess can be a bit sad at times because I do enjoy working with all those colleagues, but I just 
love working in the community with all the mums and especially with mums who are actually having a good experience. So, yeah, it's been it's been a crazy couple of years. Wow. <laughs> I'm actually wow. still amazed that I've managed to juggle everything, but it's, yeah, it's been incredible. Like I, I just, I'm just so happy that this business has, you know, manifested itself into exactly what I was hoping for. And I get to do what I literally, I get to do what I love every single day. So yes. I really couldn't pitch a better job. <laughs> yeah. That's so amazing. And you know, I mean, super unusual, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like we'll get into that because it is it is a bit of a different one. But I've never heard anyone speak more like amazed about placentas than midwives. Like they love them. They oh, are like, they do. This is amazing. <laughs> and our body creates this incredible, you know, organ, right, mm. for the baby. So, yeah. So tell us how it happens. Tell us how the placenta <laughs> becomes a capsule. <laughs> Sure. So most of you will be familiar um, with your placenta, but if you're not, your placenta basically is an organ that is formed during your pregnancy. Um, So it starts working around week 14 of your pregnancy. Um, And then what it does is it's actually an endocrine organ. So basically what that means is that it actually produces its own hormones. Mm -hmm. So up until about week 14, your body is using all the hormones within your body and creating them within your body. Um, But then the placenta actually takes over around week 14, coincidentally when we usually start feeling a bit better from morning sickness. So clearly our placenta Mm. does a better job than what Mm. our brain does (laughs) for most of us. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, then your placenta basically takes over creating and sustaining your pregnancy. So there's a whole bunch of hormones involved in that as well. So it's it's got a big job, like it's a very important organ. Yeah. Um, and it, it's basically, in a sense, your baby's everything. So it acts as a filter and it actually supplies baby with everything that they need inside the womb for their, you know, nine months or so about their journey. Um, so what would basically happen is all the nutrients that you eat will be inside your bloodstream and your blood will pass through on one side of the placenta. The placenta will take those nutrients. So it will take things like oxygen, iron, um, other hormones and nutrients and things that it needs. And it will filter those through to the fetal side of the placenta. And then the fetal blood flow will then collect those nutrients, transport them through the umbilical cord and into the baby's system. So obviously within the womb, there's a couple of organs in the baby that aren't yet working. They often are formed very early on, but they're not operational as such. So things like the lungs obviously will be filled with amniotic fluid at this stage. So the baby's not breathing essentially. Um, And it's also... It's not filtering out all its things through its kidney as well. So normally in our body, we filter all our blood through our kidneys and then the waste products we excrete. But the baby isn't yet able to do that. Um, So what then happens is it will send all its waste products. So that's carbon dioxide and any other waste products from you know, creating nutrients and growth and the placenta will then filter those back into the mum's body and into her blood supply and then she will filter it out. So it's a really, really interesting phenomenon and when you understand that, you can understand just how much almost extra pressure our bodies are under. 
during pregnancy because you think you know like my liver and kidneys are usually doing my whole system but then they're also helping manage a whole other human's system on top of that um and so you know people often think oh yes I need to eat more and I need to do this but in actual fact it's like we need to take very good care of our bodies because even something as you know your liver or kidneys being a bit too overworked can can be really potentially quite bad for you as well um Mm. so I think it's you know it's interesting how it's a time when mums really start to actually think hang on I really need to take the best possible care of myself that I can and there isn't there is a very strong reason why that is because you know it's your body actually communicating with you and saying hey like I've got to increase you know 30 percent on my work capacity to you know get all these nutrients into the right places um so I think, you know, sometimes and we forget that, you know, because we're running after toddlers and doing things and then you think, gosh, why am I, you know, so exhausted or why am I so depleted of nutrients? And then, you know, you think, well, gosh, my body's working so hard. Like it's amazing what our bodies are capable of, but they they do. They work very hard during pregnancy. Um, and wow. so I always think that's pretty amazing. But without our placentas, I imagine that would be a much, much harder time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, so yeah. Thing, isn't it? And it's like, it's almost like we need reminding of that every day when we're pregnant. Mm. Just so we can slow down. We and, do. Yeah. We really do. But I think as well, the other thing that I've always found interesting, and I think this is what got me into placenta encapsulation in the first place, was that um, the postnatal period is something that's always really fascinated me. And I think having sat with so many women in that sort of first week or two post-birth and seeing the hormone fluctuations and seeing, you know, that start of that breastfeeding journey and that getting to know their newborn and, you know, that complete exhaustion but complete obviously like birth high and overwhelm. It's like it's such an interesting combination of things that are going on inside the body. And I remember women saying to me, they were going, you know, it's just it's like I said, what do you need? You know, what mm. do you really need in that first week or two? What? And they were like, if there was just something that could help me just to pick myself up a bit more and, you know, the more I looked into it, I was like, we've literally run a marathon, especially at the end of pregnancy, um, then going through whatever labour or birth brings for you and obviously that's different for every person. It's like your body has literally been running a marathon and it's like imagine how you would feel at the end of running a marathon. You know, you're like you were completely depleted. Obviously, you've still got all those endorphins running through your body. So for the first day yeah. or two, you don't necessarily crash straight away. It's often in that day three, four or five that you start to crash back down. And um, when I looked into it a lot closely, we actually have a really big hormone crash on those days as well. So if you imagine all your hormones, your estrogens and your progesterones and your oxytocin is all super high right as you're giving birth. And then it's all just drops straight back down to almost pre-pregnancy levels within a week. It's You think there's got to be some kind of withdrawal from that. You know, there's got to be some kind of effect. Like that's huge. It's a massive drop. And I think we've recently, we've just sort of told women, well, you just have to get up and get on with it. You know, like so many women are, you know, working from home or getting back to jobs or managing other children and, you know, they're doing all these things and we don't have the same um, 
I suppose, the cultural lying periods that we used to have back in the day where a woman would often lay in for, you know, 30, 40, 60 days and actually mm. just rest after her marathon. We just don't do that anymore. Um, and so I sort of looked into it more and I realised that the placenta actually still contains all of these amazing hormones and nutrients after birth. And if we actually look through from the animal kingdom for a sense, mm. they actually all consume their placentas after birth. Like it's not even just to clean up the birth site or anything like that. It's an actual instinctive nutritional thing that they do, that their bodies are like, this is good for me. I need to have this. This is going to help me to recover. And mm. humans are one of the only mammals that don't consume their placenta regularly after birth these days. And I was like, yeah. there's something there. There's yeah. something there. And I think mm, as well, you actually look at birth and how kind of animal-like it is, like, you know, we yeah. why, why are we not doing the same, you know? Like, because if we really trust our instincts through birth, like, that's when we can often kind of have this really phenomenal experience. Like, you know, and when you do watch animals birth, they're not, like, in pain and, you know, they're just like, yeah, this mm. is true and they just trust themselves. So they obviously trust themselves afterwards and they know that that's what's good for them. Yeah, like I always used to love watching the animal birth, especially like the giraffe births. They just stand up and, you know, they just birth. And that's exactly how we should be as a society. But the thing that I also love now is seeing our generation of mums are really coming full circle here. I've mm. like, I can't believe how many amazing mums I've come into contact with who are so well educated and who are mm. so intuitive. And I think we really are the generation who is going to make a big change and it's going to be our children that are going to make the biggest difference. And I just love it. I love when I see women going, you know, hang on a minute, this system's telling me I should be doing this. But in actual fact, my body is telling me, no, I should be doing something different. And they're actually starting to listen to it. And it is actually so beautiful to see there is so many more mums seeking out you know, a deeper, more meaningful birth experience, perhaps whether that for them is, you know, different supports or whether that's a birth perhaps away from the hospital. You know, there is so many mums that have just so well researched now and I just love it. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. And, you know, they're starting to say to me, you know, there's got to be something more than me going in and having all these interventions and being given all these painkillers and being told not to feel anything, you know, like mm. that's necessarily what the journey that I want and mm. I think you know when the thing is I was like I've never even had to so much as market myself or sell myself with the business that I have because once women actually open their eyes and they start thinking about it they're like it just makes sense like yeah. and that's sort of I think what happened for me all those years ago I was like this just makes sense to me like you know that we're trying to get back to that more holistic model of health and you know wanting to birth in a more natural way or having different supports you know wanting to go back to trying to have that lion period and to nourish my body with what my body has provided with me it's given me this amazing gift and at the moment most of us are just throwing it away we don't even look at it after birth you know and I think that's that organ at least you know do something with it you know like even if consuming it doesn't feel right for you you know plant it under a tree take it home look at it you know like this organ is it's incredible like it's literally helped your baby grow from two cells to this amazing little human that's blinking and breathing right in front of you like it's it's just amazing it's just incredible yeah I completely completely agree um 
Right. Okay. So we know about the placenta. We know that it's doing all this amazing work and we have our baby and then we birth it. So what happens then? Like how does it go from coming out of our body to becoming a little capsule that we take after birth? Yeah, definitely. So basically once you give birth to your placenta, that's sort of where we consider the birth to be complete um and so at that stage obviously your midwife will usually check over your placenta and make sure that it is complete because that's really important in case we have um a bit that might have been left behind um because obviously that will affect your body's ability to uh recover and also produce breast milk as well so um we, she will check that it's complete and that it's healthy and that there's, you know, nothing that she's concerned with. And, you know, at that stage, I always really encourage women to have a look at it if they can. I mean, sometimes it's not always ideal at that time if there's a lot going on, but if you get the opportunity to have a look at your placenta, do it. It is so incredible. And your midwife, as you said, will happily show you your whole placenta <laughs> inside and out. <laughs> they just think they're amazing. Um, but for women who do encapsulate their placenta, basically we send them out an esky at 36 weeks. So they will just take that with them or keep it with them wherever they're birthing whether that's at home or in hospital um and then they will basically just their partner will just give us a call after birth and we will come pick it up um, we've built this lab so that it is specific to doing placenta encapsulation so obviously from a safety point of view we've got everything is surgical grade stainless steel um, and this makes sure that obviously that we aren't doing any cross-contamination because obviously if we're working with one woman's placenta we don't want to cross-contaminate that with the blood product of another woman's placenta so that's just a really important point to make clear to everyone as well um, because that's often a question we get but basically when we take it into the lab we start off um, we just clean it off and we have a look at it and that's when we take photos of it as well which I think is possibly one of those things that women aren't sure if they always want it but then afterwards they absolutely cherish it Um, so there's the one side of your placenta actually looks like a tree of life and it can be amazing different colors it ranges from anything from pink and purple tones to blue tones um it can have really deep blue vessels um it can have light pink vessels and i think being able to see this stage you really start to realize why the placenta is known as the tree of life like it just looks absolutely incredible um and we will actually do a thorough health assessment of it as well so i can tell you a lot about your pregnancy or perhaps even your birth just by looking at your placenta without any other information and it's also really amazing to see if you did have anything unusual um, and you know what that might have been or something like that but generally speaking they're all pretty healthy and pretty amazing Um, I've only ever had a handful of placentas that weren't but having said that you know, they are still so full of goodness even those ones that might have been you know calcified at the end which is something a lot of women do bring up as well um so once we've done through with the photo stage we actually uh remove anything we don't need so it's kind of like preparing a piece of meat I know that sounds really strange (laughs) um but it's like I always say to women it's like if you you know women that eat meat perhaps you know you wouldn't just go up to the cow and you know bite into it you know it has to go through a process Um, So similar with your placenta, basically we remove anything you don't need. So thinking of the cord and the membranes and we drain all the blood that's remaining out of the placenta as well. So for a lot of mums who like to do their delayed cord clamping, I highly recommend this to absolutely everyone. I actually had a semi-lotus birth myself and it was just so amazing. And I think, you know, 
they should, every woman should get the opportunity to do this unless there's an immediately, you know, life-threatening situation, which is very rare. Um, And so we don't need any blood from the placenta either, which is really good. So you can actually tell the difference between a placenta that's had delayed cord clamping and one that has not. Mm. Um, So this is actually a little experiment we've been doing lately as well. So it's quite amazing. And to think that, you know, up to a third of your baby's blood volume could still be sitting inside your cord and your placenta and is just going to waste instead of going back into their body. Um, So definitely if any mums are looking into this at the moment, I highly recommend it. Um, That is just one of those things that nature again had this amazing plan where we should stay connected to our babies Mm. for up to an hour after birth. But for some reason in our society, it's like, no, let's not do that. Let's not trust nature. Um, It's just amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So one day, so we do actually post a lot of videos up on our Instagram page as well, which is just pure placentas. So if you actually do want to see a live placenta, that is definitely the place to go and see it so we uh especially love twin placentas as well I think a lot of mums like to see how that all works as well and you'll actually see me um going through and explaining it all while I'm assessing it so if you are curious that's definitely a great way to go and um we are going to delve a bit more into the delayed cord clamping I'll be actually able to show you the difference between the two placentas um with that as well so just another thing to add to your birth wish lists um (laughs) Yeah, so basically once we've done all that, you know, that that's our favourite bit though because although it does take some time, it is the most, I suppose it's the most, it's the bit I love the most I think because, you know, each placenta is so special. It's like with each pregnancy everything's so different and you get to you kind of get to know a placenta. <laughs> it seems a bit strange of a thing to do but I love actually finding out the story and, you know, seeing if there's anything unusual there as well. Um, But then basically after that, it goes through a very specific two-step heating process. So this is a really important stage. Um, There is people that do offer um, different methods. Um, They also offer something called a raw method. But unfortunately, this is something that for me as a midwife, I'm not willing to do. The reason being is that there is a potential that obviously birth is not sterile. There is a potential that there could be bacteria from birth as well presence so obviously what we want to do is we want to steam the placenta to a set temperature which is going to eliminate all of this bacteria but we don't want to heat it too high that it's going to affect the nutrient profile of the placenta so you will lose a small amount of nutrients probably about 10 percent during the heating process but as I say to the women it's really important that we do actually steam it first two reasons one is obviously to kill off that bacteria to make sure that you know you're not going to get sick so it'd be like eating a raw piece of meat you know you might be okay but you might also get sick from it so by steaming it we make sure that there's absolutely no harm to mum and baby and that all bacteria is removed all viruses are removed um and so that's a really important step that we are really transparent about as well with our practice um So once the safety side of things has happened, that's when we can actually start working with it a bit more. So once we've steamed it, it then gets lightly dehydrated. So that's usually overnight. So it kind of comes out a bit like, it's a bit like beef jerky, actually, as funny as that is. Um, And it comes out like beef jerky at the end. Um, And so usually what we would do is we would pick up your placenta, we would do all that processing and the photos and the health analysis and the steaming on 
it would then dehydrate overnight and then on the second day or that morning we would grind it up into a really fine powder so basically by the end you've started with this amazing organ and you've actually finished with just this light brown powder and that's what we put through our capsule machines and so we have a various different capsule off um, options as well so um, obviously you've probably a lot of mums would have seen our pink capsules floating around but we also do have white vegan capsules as well for mums who choose that option for a non-animal product and basically we package them all up for you we also usually do a cord keepsake as well if the mum would like one where we dry out the umbilical cord into a beautiful shape as well um, and that's something that I always have quite treasured. I've actually got mine in a giant dream catcher hanging in Layla's, Layla's room at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll jump in there and say I have two, like from both my babies and they're both next to one another. And it is so precious. Like I really do treasure so precious. Like, when I see it and I think that's how we were connected. It's amazing. Mm. It's yeah. literally like yeah. the lifeline of love. Like it's like this is what, and I, I actually tell Layla that as well. Like she's not even two yet, but I'm like, look, this is what connected you and me together. This is what, you know, fed you love and nutrients all the way through your placenta, you know. So I'm sure, you know, she'll be spinning out the word placenta in no time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she'll be at school and she'll be like, show and tell. Do you guys know what a placenta is? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so I always love those little birthy keepsakes as well. And we also have the option for mums can also make um, placenta prints and tinctures. And, you know, you walk into my house, I have placenta prints everywhere. And <laughs> <laughs> little cords hanging off my walls. And it's quite funny, I think, sometimes that people at first are a bit like, oh, what's that? And I'll be like, oh, you know, that's uh, my placenta print or that's my umbilical cord. And But then they're like, wow, that's amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I think it just... It, yeah. it definitely it definitely makes me feel a lot more connected, I think, when I look at it and I think, wow, like my body did that and it made this and it connected me to my baby and, you know, it's just such a beautiful thing. I was like, I couldn't imagine not having it. I couldn't imagine throwing it away. Mm, um, yeah. But, yeah, so basically at the end of that, depending on what the mum wants, um, we will then deliver those straight back to her as well. And I know that it sounds like it takes a long time and I guess it is quite a complicated um process there's a lot of steps um, but it usually only takes us 24 hours so our aim is basically to get these capsules back into the mum before that 48 hour period if mm. we can because if we can avoid that massive hormone crash that's exactly what we're trying to do so the way I explain it is that when we start taking our capsules and I usually start them off on quite a high dose it's about nine a day um Ooh. Yeah, so um, you take about three capsules three times a day and obviously we would just, depending on the mum's needs and how she is emotionally, what type of energy she's got, if she's had any complications. Um, so, you know, sometimes we've had mums who have had, you know, a massive blood loss and they might have lost two or three litres of blood and be in the ICU or something like that. Mm. And so we might start them on a higher dose or we might have someone who was more like me who ended up just with so much milk I just didn't know what to do with myself so I had to um cut my dose down to about a third within the first few days just to just to manage that so it was great though because my capsules lasted me months so I was very happy about that but um yeah so it's it's a very personal thing um so I think that's what's really important as well is I always follow all the women through personally as well so they have unlimited contact to me um at any time even at three o'clock in the morning because you know I'm usually up breastfeeding or 
pregsomnia or something like that. Um, so they can ask me breast, breastfeeding questions or, you know, just dosage questions or just even have a chat if, you know, some some mums just want to just have that person there just to say, you know, is this normal, you know, is it all right that I'm doing this or that? And, you know, it's easy enough for me as a midwife just to say, oh, yes or no, that sounds great. Or, yeah. you know, perhaps maybe that would be worth looking or investigating further, if, you know, concerns, you know. Um, so I think that support, particularly for first-time mums, is mm-hmm. really beautiful as well. Um, but as I said, 90% of my mums, they're like, I don't even need you, Mel. I feel amazing. I'm bouncing off the walls. <laughs> and I'm like, well, okay then. Um, so that's sort of, I guess, what, our ultimate goal is is to really give that extra support to the women but it's amazing that I get to do this with my little family as well so often you'll see my partner Jared does a lot of the pickups now as well which is how we've managed to sort of manage the business and our life all intertwined into one Um, and you'll see him in his bright pink scrubs so if you've ever seen a guy running around in bright pink scrubs that is um, my lovely partner Jared you can't miss him in the hospitals the midwives love it Yeah, so it's I guess it's really nice that we actually get to meet the women and share such a beautiful and delicate time in their lives um, that help them to feel amazing. And I think this is what the difference was with me working in the hospitals is like I was helping women, but now I feel like I've really found my calling. I feel like, you know, if I can help women to get past that, you know, that baby blues stage and be able to avoid potentially postnatal depression and to give them that boost of energy they need and to help them with their milk supplies. You know, it's Mm. just like it's kind of like an all-in-one little magic pill, but at the same time us being able to support them alongside that, it just it really helps that postpartum journey and it just makes Mm. such a difference and it it really is so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Mel, so, so amazing. Sorry, I'm so percentage passionate. I Look, forget sometimes. I get so caught up in it. <laughs> no, it's incredible because I really, really love, I just love it. And I didn't actually, I didn't get my placenta encapsulated, but I did well my midwife was like oh do you want to look at your placenta and I was like oh thank you so much placenta (laughs) like thank you for all you did like this is amazing and I did the delayed cord clamping etc but but you know when you just like birth like anything when you're informed it doesn't become like this scary weird squeamish thing like you're like wow that is so incredible back to nature back to it you're like really this does make sense and I wish I took a little bit more time to like appreciate it. Um, when yeah, it was absolutely. But like, and yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, there's so many things going on as well, and yeah. I think that's the thing I always say to women as well. It's like, you know, it's like, do I write a birth plan? Do I not write a birth plan? What do I put in it? What do I not put in? You know, it's like mm. even for second and third births, there's just. There's so many things and so many options. But the thing I always say to women is that, you know, we put so much planning into our pregnancy and our birth, which in in our rights we should. Mm. We so often forget about that postpartum period. And that is honestly the most important part. Yeah. That's the part. It's like imagine a marathon runner, right? They're, you know, prepped for their marathon. They've done all this. Imagine if they didn't do any preparation for afterwards. And you do see it happen occasionally. You see the ones that get hospitalized or, you know, when things really start to go wrong because they haven't put in that preparation for their postnatal period. And I think Mm -hmm. particularly first-time mums usually seem to hit this one the hardest because I think they don't 
necessarily know what to expect. And that's what I love about second and third time mums. I often get so many coming to me and they say, Mel, you know, I had whatever birth or whatever happened, but last time, you know, my milk supply wasn't quite there. And, you know, I had, you know, a bit of the baby blues or I was just so low on energy and I just really couldn't enjoy my baby and enjoy my experience or I had a lot of anxiety or whatever was going on. And they're saying, you know, I realise now this time that I want to prioritise my health postpartum differently. I want to make that a priority. I really want to do everything I can to boost myself up and make sure that, you know, this experience is going to be a different one to the first one or this experience is going to be a better experience, which I think now even myself coming down for number two, it's like, you know, you really do think, how can I make this better? How can I make this easier on myself? You know, I need to, that's going to be a huge priority, especially mental health post-birth as well. And especially when you've got, you know, more than one little human to give all your love to. Um, so I see a lot of second and third time mums coming through who might not have encapsulated with their first who are saying, look, this is something I'm looking at for my second. Um, and I also always encourage them as well to look at a couple of other things as well as like their support network. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they can have the opportunity to even get like a postpartum doula or to have meals mm-hmm. made for them. You know, it's like Mm. remembering to just drink Mm. fluids. Like we so often forget the most important thing. You know, if we're breastfeeding, how much energy that's using. And, you know, we've really got to look after ourselves. You know, it's like you need to have those nice warm meals, you know, those lactogenic foods like oats are really, really good for you in this time. And, you know, actually getting enough fluid and having a plan in place so that, you know, if you get stuck on the couch with baby breastfeeding and you can't move, that you've got a snack box sitting next to you ready to go. You know, like it's it's about thinking about those little support things that we so often, you know, we're so focused on the birth and then we, you know, that's when we get left alone when everybody leaves and then you think, oh, okay, now now what? Like what, you know, and it's like, you know, I always encourage them to, you know, wear their babies and really get that oxytocin flowing because that's one thing that the capsules I absolutely love them for is the oxytocin. Um, so you hear me ramble on about oxytocin forever and ever. I've even got the number plates in my car. But oxytocin <laughs> is basically, as you will know, the love and bonding hormone. And it's it's basically the more of this that you can get in your postpartum, the better you are going to do. Um, so think about like things that you can also do, having a bath with your baby or, you know, sniffing their head 100 times mm. a day. That actually helps release oxytocin and keeping them close. Like that's instinctively what we're supposed to do we're supposed to wear them we're supposed to kiss them you know like some women even get this instinct to lick their babies and if you do (laughs) please do it it's actually no believe it or not it's actually really good for them really good because you'll actually um make antibodies specific to what's around their system in your breast milk um so particularly mums who have babies in the nursery I'm like lick your baby I know this sounds crazy but do it just do it it will be kiss them lick them you know like keep them close and you know, like put that beautiful birth music on while you're breastfeeding, do all those things that will release oxytocin, you know, eat your placenta. Your placenta has got so much oxytocin in it. It is literally your placenta makes more oxytocin than any other source on earth. Wow. It is like, so that's a big thing because people are like, oh, yeah, iron, I can get that from a tablet or this and that. I said, yeah, but oxytocin, that that's what you need. That stuff is invaluable and it is so hard to get natural oxytocin, you know, like obviously the more hugging and kissing and loving and things that you do will help, you know, breastfeeding will help bring on that oxytocin, but also, you know, bringing in a supplement with oxytocin in it is amazing. 
you know, so when you first give birth and you're sort of on that high and you just look back at the photos and you're all glowing, that's mm. the oxytocin high. Yeah. So effectively what we're doing is we're trying to make that high last as long as we can. So obviously, you know, we want it to try and last that six to eight-week period if we can. And that's a one thing that women really love their capsules for. It's like they can't really explain exactly what it is. Um, but then when they do try to explain it to me, they're like, I just felt happy and energetic and even though I wasn't getting any sleep or I was, you know, whatever else was going on, I was surprised at just like I felt good. Mm-hmm. And I sort of just say to them, I said, that's that's oxytocin. That's what it is. Like it's it's just amazing. It's oh, oh I'm so excited for it already. You can tell <laughs> I'm a little bit high on my oxytocin already. But yeah, so <laughs> that's one big thing that I always point out to women as well. And so a part of making your postpartum plan is if you know, if you feel called to do that is your placenta is a huge part of that that contains so much natural oxytocin. And alongside that, you know, think about what makes you feel loved and happy and do all those things as many times a day as you can, even if it's just having a hot shower, a nice cup of tea, you know, and cuddling your baby and, you know, kissing your partner passionately once a day, you know, whatever helps you to release that feel good hormone. That's what we need to be doing to help our recovery. And, you know, we should be writing a postpartum plan. We should be planning for this because it is, you know, the fourth trimester. It's the biggest part. It's the longest yeah. part. It's sometimes the hardest part for so yeah. many mums. Yeah. It really is. And we don't speak about it. It's just like, you know, off you go, get on with it. You'll be right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so true. Thank you for bringing that up and, um, yeah, having a discussion around that because it is, it is so important. And, yeah, it just is a flow-on effect, isn't it, your postpartum into and then it continues into motherhood. So, yeah, so, so important. Um, and wow, like what a service you are offering <laughs> to us. Yeah. Like, honestly, I just, I'm just so grateful for what you're doing for yeah. women. Like it's really amazing and, yeah, so, so grateful. Yeah, I just, well, thanks, guys. <laughs> wealth of knowledge and yeah yeah, I'm really glad that you've come on today and shared that with us yeah coming definitely (laughs) from that yeah definitely from yeah the mid but I think even just planting the seed I think just planting the seed for a lot of women as well it's like you know whatever stage you're up to even if you're pregnant or planning or whatever it's just like take the time to really think about that postpartum period. You know, like I think so many people don't plan for it. It's like, think about it, you know, look forward to it. And I actually had an amazing postpartum. I mean, obviously I've got nothing to compare it to being my first, but I felt really good. I remember even saying to my partner on day two, I was like, I was like, you know what? Like, I could I could go for a run and he's like oh I don't think that's a good idea babe he's like you've had stitches you know like perhaps <laughs> perhaps just like slow it down but it's like I think I was just so amazed because I didn't like I, I knew I would feel good but I didn't expect to feel that good and I think that was you know what got to me I was like well what if this postpartum period that we're told about that's hard and difficult and depressing and what if it didn't have to be that way yeah you know what if you know what if it wasn't supposed to be that way like you see animals like yeah sure they look tired after they give birth but they they don't look like they're really struggling do you know what I mean they just kind of they just kind of live they get on with it you know and they look happy and I was like what if it doesn't have to be difficult what if there was things that we could be doing to make it worthwhile like isn't that got to be one of the most important things and so I think my whole goal now is it's like you know 
getting women to really think about that period and actually looking after themselves and booking a postpartum massage or whatever it is that they need to do to get that oxytocin flowing and get those stress levels down. It's like, do that. That is so important. Like whatever else, money or anything else that matters at that time, that can wait. Like, you know, be with your baby, enjoy that postpartum period. And like, I actually look forward to it. It's like, you know, it could be like a whole month of me not having to do washing or do anything except for just love my baby and just be mm. on that little oxytocin yeah. bubble. I'm like, bring it on. I can't yeah. wait. I just, I just want to have that baby in my chest already. I'm like, come on, this is great. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so I think every woman should be able to have that. <laughs> yeah, they should. They totally I should. I agree. Should. And I think they need to fight for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bringing awareness, bringing light to it, showing people what. Yeah. They- have and how it can be is just the beginning isn't it like just yeah, yeah like you say planting that seed so yeah, absolutely find you tell us how women can book in with you if they're here yeah definitely um so I always like to hear everyone's little individual story as well so um the best way to contact us is through our website which is pureplacentas.com.au or through our Facebook or Instagram we do get a lot of contact through Instagram and I'm pretty responsive because I live and breathe placentas and I'm usually up at weird hours in the night as well. So um, <laughs> you usually get a response pretty quickly. Um, but basically just send and flip me a message through one of those mediums with um, when you're due and also your little story if there's anything specific, you know, that you're wanting different perhaps if you're having a second baby or anything you're curious about, any questions. Um, we really pride ourselves on being completely transparent with all our customers so you can see um, basically from where to go what we're doing in the lab as well so you can see all the health practices that are in place Um, we're well supported by all the midwives and doctors so they're used to us coming with our pink eskies and Jared and his pink scrubs as well so um, if you do have any questions or your doctor or midwife have any questions feel free to contact me um, but I would suggest that as a first start, just jump onto our Instagram and have a look at some of the videos of the placentas just to see what they actually look like once we work with them because, honestly, they're so amazing. And mm. even just if that's what your journey's at, you just want to see what happens, have a look at it because it's absolutely incredible. Um, the only thing I will say as well is um, we do recommend booking in early because obviously we are really starting to book out at the moment and we're just waiting for those lab extensions so hopefully we'll be able to take on some more women um at the moment we are probably about 60 to 70 percent booked for the rest of the year um looking at november and december already we've only got a like a handful of places for the next few months so um it is better to get onto it early um and hopefully we will be able to open up a few new spots soon but we obviously want to give all our love and care to our clients as best we can so we don't want to overbook ourselves Um, but we also offer payment plans and we make it really easy for you guys as well so whatever your circumstances please get in contact and I would love to hear from you guys and see if we can make your postpartum journey the beautiful one that it should be yay (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you so so much for chatting with us today it was just so wonderful to hear like I know, and it's funny, like, I thought I knew quite a lot about placentas, but I've learned some things today, which is really cool. Yeah, me too. I think as well, but it's even, (laughs) (laughs) it's, I just think there's just like, you know, even if it's just from an education point of view, if that's, if that's where you're at on your journey and you just want to look and see and learn about your placenta, go for it. Like, they're so incredible. It's like, you know, don't pass up that opportunity to see it and touch it or, you know even just learn about it like it's such an incredible organ it just it just amazes me every single day I'm like these placentas they're crazy they grow an entire human 
Yeah. We're amazing as women. We are. <laughs> we are. <laughs> we are. And let's end on that. We are amazing. We are. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Mel. Thank you. Yeah, and I was also going to quickly mention as well, I can't believe I even forgot, um, we are also offering all the mums listening to this podcast a $100 discount off our services as well. So oh, if you book in yeah. the next two months, just yeah. mention the podcast and I will, of course, happily pass on that discount Yay. to you guys as well. I'm spreading the oxytocin love. Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, thanks for chatting, guys. I really enjoyed it. Same. Thank you so, so much, Mel. Have a beautiful day. <laughs> I will. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Hey Mama podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please share it with friends and follow our social media pages to keep up to date with the latest episodes. We hope you're having a beautiful day, Mama.